You're listening to Beat Autoimmune and Thrive, the podcast all about reversing and preventing autoimmune conditions so you can live your most vibrant life as soon as possible. We talk about autoimmune root causes, actionable solutions, and inspirational healing stories. I'm Palmer Kippola, and I used to have MS. Today, I'm an author, a speaker, a functional medicine certified health coach, a pickleball player, and nature lover who's helped thousands of people reclaim their health and their best lives. Let's dive into this episode. I am super excited to be back with Dr. Mindy Pels, a passionate health educator who helps women and their families thrive through hormonal changes like perimenopause and menopause. Dr. Mindy loves empowering people to take control of their health outcomes with proven natural lifestyle strategies like fasting, the ketogenic diet, and diet variation. So Dr. Mindy is here with me today to help us find freedom from the potentially brutal symptoms of menopause. (laughs) And before I go ahead and introduce Dr. Mindy, I just want to give you a little bit of background. She was so inspired by what worked for her in her own life and in her practice that she wrote a book on the topic called The Menopause Reset, which I devoured and highly recommend. And just a little bit more background, like many holistic health experts, Dr. Mindy had her own healing journeys that started at the age of 19, like me when she became severely ill with extreme fatigue, brain fog, and muscle wasting. She was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and was told by doctors that she just needed to drop out of school, take medication, and hope for the best. Thankfully, (sighs) Dr. Mindy refused to believe that prognosis and went searching for answers on her own and with a team of holistic doctors. She started the journey to regaining her health, and she has never looked back. And her personal journey back to health has ignited a passion within her to help others. And in 1996, she graduated from the Palmer College of Chiropractic with clinical honors, of course, and (laughs) since then has built one of the largest natural wellness clinics in the San Francisco Bay Area. Today, Dr. Mindy has her own podcast and thriving YouTube channel that you have to check out. She serves a vibrant Facebook group called the Resetters Collaborative. So with that, welcome, Dr. Mindy. Oh, thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I, anytime I can talk about the brutal symptoms of menopause, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Like right. this has been kind of like my big aha is like why it's like a dirty little secret. Like why are we not talking about this? Let's bring it to the surface so we can heal from it. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the thing that I, I know you'll get into this, but so many people think that these brutal symptoms are normal because yep. all of their friends are suffering and they go yep. to their standard OBGYN and they're told you've got, just got to learn to deal with this or, you know, yep. we'll get to that in a minute take, maybe so take true. some medication. So it's something that you have experienced in your, on your own. Yep. And I love that you have what Dr. Pompa calls your own pain to purpose story it's when it comes to, purpose, to horm- yes. pain to purpose when yep. it comes to your own hormone challenges. So can you take us back to your forties when you started to have these perimenopausal and maybe menopausal symptoms that you were dealing with and the turning point when you talked with that OB yourself? 
Yep. Yeah. So, you know, to go back in my, through my, my whole health journey, I, I was raised by a couple of health nuts. Like my mom, we had supplements at the table and we were the only kids in the neighborhood that like ate rice cakes and didn't eat sugar. Like that was the household that I was raised in. So when I was 20 and got chronic fatigue, it was really startling to me. And, um, but what I learned was through that process was the importance of diet. And so starting from about 23 until 40, 40-ish, I thought the cure to everything was diet. So it was like, I, that was my go-to thing. And then when I hit 40, I had a goal and my goal was to be in the best shape of my life. And what that meant to me at that time was I wanted to like the, scale, the number on the scale, which is like so funny. And I think if I think back to then, like, do you remember those Hudson jeans that had the little, like, I wanted to fit in a pair of Hudson jeans, like, which, like, I had this specific pair that I wanted to, like, if I could arrive totally. at 40 wearing, sporting a pair of Hudson jeans, I would be, that would be it. So I, um, so I did that. I hit 40. I was great. And about two years into my 40s, my health just started to unravel. And it started with not sleeping well. And I think that was the most challenging one. Uh, well, there were a lot of challenging symptoms, but I, I would wake up at anything, like any movement, you know, like my husband was breathing too loud or <laughs> I went to bed before the rest of the family and my kids were chewing cereal too loud. I would come downstairs and be like, who's chewing? Why is everybody chewing in this house? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, it started with that. And then it went into depression. I would be driving my car to my office and just crying. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. And then it got into like all my old habits to keep myself in those Hudson jeans were not working. And I was putting on weight and I was that belly weight in the middle. And I'm like, okay, what's that? And then the thing that really woke me up was I got um, started to get extreme anxiety, which I've never had experienced before. And it got to the point where I had suicidal thoughts. And it was like, and I had a beautiful life, amazing husband two young children. And I just thought there is so much torture in my head right now that I don't want to continue like this. Mm. So I started to kind of ask the experts, you know, what do we do as women? The first expert I went to was my mom. And, and I was like, okay, mom, what was your menopause journey like? And she was like, um, she's like, ah, it's a breeze. It was no problem at all. I'm like, okay. Then I went to my sister and my sister basically said, oh, yeah, that's total menopause symptoms. Just get on an SSRI and you will be fine. You, it'll end all your mental stuff. Um, and I'm like, well, I don't want to get on drugs. That's not what I'm looking to do. And then I went to all my friends who luckily happened to be about five years older than me. And they basically, you know, put their little arm, their arm around me and they were like, buck up little camper. This is menopause. And so, but I was 43 and I'm like, I thought menopause happened at like 60, like, or 50, at least I'm mm -hmm. 43. Mm -hmm. So I ended up being at a science fair that my kids were at. And I was with another mom. We were staring at a science experiment and she was an, one of a very renowned OB in our community, top OB at Kaiser. And I turned to her and I was like, can you, can you tell me what these symptoms are? Can you, and I thought she would say, here's the magic mushroom. Like we were talking about, here's the magic pill. <laughs> the one pill. One thing you need right, to do. Right. And instead she turned to me and she said, Mindy, I have a practice full of women with those symptoms. And my medical textbooks 
have failed me. And then she turned on me and she's like, what are you doing for them? Like, I don't even know if she totally understood the magnitude of what I was asking. So that launched me. I'll I'll be 51 next month. And that launched me in a eight-year journey of understanding menopause. And I think most important point that I want to really emphasize is that what I didn't realize is that there is a lifestyle that needs to shift when you hit 40. And, and it is to accommodate the fact that your ovaries are done. They're out. Now, they don't just go out in one moment. They take 10 to 15 years to slow down. Mm-hmm. And they hand all of their job of these sex hormones, of producing sex hormones, they hand it over to your adrenal glands. And if your adrenals are stressed, if your HPA access is off, you are going to be in menopause health. And that was me. This is such an excellent point, and I just have to pick up the thread right there because you said that at 40, we have to shift our lifestyle. And what I hear from people and women I've heard all the time is I'm doing the exact same thing that I was doing in my 40s, but I can't lose weight. I can't sleep through the night. I am tired and wired. I mean, all of these things that are starting to happen start happening at about 40. And, and so I, I think you touched on this. I can't even believe that we as women and people in general are not taught yes. that our <laughs> organs actually start shutting down. It's now yep. it's normal for hormones to decline as we age. And this is just what happens, but we're not taught this. So we had this HPO access, access rather, and it for the ovaries, and it changes over to the HPA axis yep. for the adrenal glands. I don't know that many people know this and no. what the importance is of understanding what cortisol could be doing. And, and we could go in so many different directions from this, but can you just give us kind of the context of what's happening as our organs are shutting down? Yeah, which it sounds so dramatic, but... There's also like an honoring that, that I, I've had some moments in meditation where I've really had such incredible gratitude for my ovaries. I know that sounds crazy, but when I realized that there was this handoff that was going on, I literally sat and I thought, okay, I'm not going to curse my ovaries. I'm not going to curse the sex hormones. My ovaries produced two amazing children that I now get to enjoy. And why don't I say thank you and then come over to my adrenal glands and start thanking them and nursing them because they're going to make estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone for me now. So I better love on them the way I should have loved on my ovaries. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? And this is normal. Here's the thing. You know, this is just a transition. And and you said the word shift transition. It's something that happens slowly, but it's really important that we're mindful that this is actually going on. That's right. So here's what, and I say this in the book, is that I think when it comes to hormones, we have to realize that we're dealing with a team of organs. We're not just dealing with one organ. So like if we have a a heart problem, we do tend to think heart and lungs go together when we say the cardiovascular system. We do say that those go together. Um, But we, in the hormonal world, we don't emphasize that if there is an endocrine organ not working, we need to look at the whole team. So, and the team for the ovaries was the HPO axis, which is hypothalamus pituitary. 
it sends a signal to the ovaries and says, hey, ovaries, release some estrogen, release some, some progesterone, release some testosterone. And then the ovaries release those and they send a message back up to the, the brain, the hypothalamus and pituitary, and it's a feedback loop. So this happens in your thyroid. This happens in your adrenals. All the endocrine organs get this. So when the HPO access is done, you still have the HP part. You still have the hypothalamus pituitary, and it has to tell a different organ to produce these sex hormones. So it tells the adrenal glands. But here's the catch for most 40-year-old women, and this is why our lifestyle has to change, is that what are we doing at 40? We're raising, most, many people are raising kids. Many are doing it with a full-time job. And then I always laugh because then we go through our 40s that way. And then we hit 50, which is like right when we're typically going through like official menopause. And our kids are going off to college, which is stressful enough right there. And we never through this process honor that there is another organ regulating our sex hormones and that it's a part of a team. I just feel like we need to look at it. And so thyroid, same thing. If you have a thyroid issue, it's part of a team. Let's address the whole team. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And how many of us remember that it's the adrenals that pick up the slack. Yeah. So if our libido goes in the tank, if our skin gets really dry and thinning and all of those things, we are not even really mindful that this could be that our adrenals aren't producing the sex hormones. They're not picking up the slack. Yep. Maybe because we've got a lot of stress, we are always on. Yep. And are, is that what you're seeing? Yeah. And so you go in already in a deficit into menopause. That's the first thing to realize because the organ that has to pick up has already, ta- has already been working its ass yeah. off. Yeah. Sorry, am I like that's right? No, it's, it's true. <laughs> but <laughs> literally, like, like literally. So the thing you've got to do is the is understand for starters how to take amazing care of your brain, especially the hypothalamus and pituitary, and we can talk a little bit about that. But I think more importantly, we have to realize, and I mentioned this in the book, um, that there is a higher a hormonal hierarchy. Yes. And you and I have talked about this before, that there is that there is control. The hormones work like messengers. And so if you want to control your sex hormones because you want your testosterone to go up, so your libido goes up and your drive goes up, you want your progesterone to go up because you just want to relax and feel like, you know, calm in your body, then you're going to need to manage insulin. And insulin is managed through a lot through diet and fasting. But if you want to manage insulin, what, what controls insulin is cortisol. So if the, let's start with those adrenals. If those adrenals are off and you're in cortisol dysregulation, you're going to be in insulin dysregulation. And if you're in insulin dysregulation, you're going to be in sex hormone dysregulation. But what you and I totally geeked out on last time was what controls cortisol is oxytocin. Yes. And we're not getting enough oxytocin. That was actually one of the first things I thought of in this pandemic was like, oh my gosh, the lack of human touch, the lack of connection. Everybody's oxytocin is going to go down, which is going to cause their cortisol to go up, which is going to make their insulin, them more insulin resistant, which is going to throw their sex hormones off, all from us sheltering in place. Yes, it is absolutely a conundrum. And there's so much that we can do and talk about how to fix or improve the situation. I, I don't know that people are really like get it, grok it, 
this hormone hierarchy. Yeah. Because I, I know from your own experience in doing your own blood sugar testing and so forth that when you were wearing the continuous glucose monitor and you found yep. that when you were stressed, your insulin went up. And I don't yep. know that people really appreciate that because I think they just think that insulin is tied to food. But before we even go there, mm -hmm. I mean, we are addressing a world of people with autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. And all of these autoimmune issues, as you well know, are driven by these root cause imbalances yep. and these hormonal issues because most autoimmunity appears after huge hormonal changes, like after yep. the birth of a baby or right in menopause. So these are met the symptoms that women in particular are experiencing. I mean, autoimmunity is 80% of women's issue. Yep. The symptoms are messages from your body yes. that are inviting you to dig deeper because yep. You know, you don't have a deficiency in Prozac. You don't have yes. an SSRI deficiency. Yes, that was you not know, my problem. That is yep. not the problem. And so yep. we're gonna we're gonna dig into. I think even before we go deep, let's just talk about what are the symptoms at on the surface level, so that people can relate to what's going on. Because I often query my communities and ask, like, what's going on? How are you yep. feeling? And mm -hmm. I get back profoundly tired, even after eight hours of sleep can't like just tired all the time. I yep. feel signs of inflammation, aches and pains. I'm anxious and depressed. My nervous system is going haywire. Yep. Tired and wired, right? All the yep. symptoms of hypothyroid, can't lose weight, weight loss resistance. Some people actually can't gain weight, which is more rare, but it's also an issue. Yeah, for sure. Hair loss and sluggishness. So oh yeah. I just wanted to throw that out because I, I believe that we're singing the same song. Oh yeah. To your communities, right? Yeah. That's the path in is that these are, if you're experiencing any of those symptoms, these are invitations to dig deeper, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I, so let's use the lens of the, high, hor, uh, the hormonal hierarchy because I think it's a good lens that we can fit all the tools that people can use to feel better. So the thing to remember, let's use insulin as an example. So insulin resistance is where you eat something that raises your blood sugar. And so the pancreas responds by raising insulin. But you have to have that glucose is what they call it. And insulin have to connect like two Legos. And yet, if you're constantly causing your, your glucose to go up over and over and over again because you're eating a high-carb diet or you're eating a lot of refined carbohydrates or you're drinking a lot or there's anything that's spiking your blood sugar, the more you raise your blood sugar, the more you raise insulin. And over time, that your insulin, the cells become very resistant to insulin. So in order to manage insulin, and we can talk about this in a moment, you've got to change what's the diet for sure. But if we come back to the lens of the hormonal hierarchy, cortisol controls the production of insulin. So the other thing that raises insulin is stress. And oh. this is something that people don't realize. So the example that I used before is I was wearing a continuous glucose monitor that, managed, that looked at my blood sugar 24-7. And one of the most profound things I noticed is my teenage daughter came in to the kitchen I was just sitting at the table. We had an argument and then she left and I looked down at my continuous monitor and it, my blood sugar had gone up 30 points. Wow. And it was like, I didn't eat. I was in a fasted state. What is that? 
So if you want to have more energy, let's go to some of the symptoms you were talking about. If you want to lose weight, if you want to lower inflammation down, you want to manage insulin. That has to be managed. But in order to manage it, you can do it through diet and fasting, but we also need to manage cortisol. So, and you can manage cortisol. There's a lot of different ways, but my favorite way is by by influencing oxytocin, which is connection. It's hugging, it's petting your animals, like little things that we don't tend to emphasize. But if you, if a, if a woman over 40 makes the decision or somebody with an autoimmune diagnosis makes the decision that they are going to do everything they can in a daily, in a 24 hour period to feel good. So they're going to pet their animal. They're going to connect with their favorite friend. They're going to laugh at a movie. What they're doing is that they're bringing the cortisol down, which is bringing their insulin down. When they bring their insulin down, they start to manage their sex hormones. And as all of that manages and balances, inflammation comes down and the body goes into a repair phase. And all of a sudden, the autoimmune condition ends up getting more regulated. (laughs) I just love this so much. I feel like we just need to pause and pay homage to oxytocin. Right. Because I know, I know that, that people think, okay, well, you need to hug somebody. Well, there are a lot of people who are alone, who might not have a pet, who might not have kids. There are other ways that you can raise oxytocin. And I love that you've talked about this before. This is, it's almost easier for some people who are tired, but wired or who have that rushing woman syndrome, which we'll get to, which is you can't sit down. And I talk about meditation a lot, but it's, it, it might take everything somebody's got to even sit down quietly. But if you ask someone, especially a busy woman, to add things like petting her animal, yep. taking a bath, even stroking your arm, right? Yep. Just something really simple like that. Those are strategies that can work. So Tell us more about how yeah, you can and like raise you would, right? Yeah, like you wouldn't think about that. You'd be like, I have like, so let's use the autoimmune condition as, as, a, as an example. Let's say you have um, Hashimoto's and you are frustrated because you're gaining weight and your hair is falling out. And you have this diagnosis that, by the way, I feel like we wear around like a badge of honor. Not that we want it to be a badge of honor, but we wear it like it's us and it's not us. So you, you're trying to manage this, but it's making you gain weight, which is making you more upset, which is making you turn to food for more, uh, more dopamine response, for more pleasure. And you can start to break that cycle by raising oxytocin, which you can do through hugs. You can do, you know, like I'll give you an example. I've been doing um, my dog, I bring my dog to bed and when I can't fall asleep, I just pet my dog. And, be, and I'm petting the dog because that's what I know if I can get the oxytocin that'll lower, lower cortisol and I'll fall asleep. So there are, there are ways we can start to look at our diagnosis and rise above it Absolutely. and say, okay, let me start by making oxytocin the most important thing because it's going to create this cascade of events. Once I get my oxytocin good and I bring my cortisol down, now I can feel better about managing insulin through diet and fasting and all the other principles. So I just feel like we come at it from the, the symptom that we hate the most and we hate on it and you can't heal anything you hate. So you got to like <laughs> accept it 
and say, this is what it is. Now let me go move to oxytocin and work myself down. Oh, that is just so beautiful. How about saying thank you? Yep. Thank you for letting me know that something is significantly out of balance. Thank you. I mean, what if, and I say this all the time, what if these things are happening for you, not to you? You know? Yeah. I mean, we can can go super deep here. I mean, the fact that I was diagnosed with MS at 19, I didn't know to say thank you to the MS at the time. But in in hindsight, I can say that was one of the best things that ever happened because it put me on this path. And now I am so passionate and committed to helping empower other people. But the other other people are going to get well because you got sick. That's right. That's right. So the faster. So so here's the thing. The faster we can say thank you to these things that we want to curse, the faster we get on the path of boosting that oxytocin. Yeah. Which is, and, and as you were talking about this, I was actually feeling like we're creating this positive upward cycle, right? Yep. This positive yep. upward spiral. Because I think a lot of the time we get into this cascade of like, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And it's like, no wonder we're depressed and anxious and it's like a downward spiral, right? Right, right. And this is why, like when I say there's a lifestyle to be had that if every 40-year-old woman knew what was going on in her body, instead of hating on, like, I could have stayed in the camp of my friends who all bitched and moaned about menopause symptoms. I could have stayed there for years and years and years. But once I started to unravel, like, the formula for over 40, you start to see that there is something, there is a gift there for all of us. And if I fix it in my 40s, guess what I prevent in my 50s and 60s? I prevent, I prevent cancer. I prevent cardiovascular disease. I prevent, um, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, stubborn weight. If I change it in my 40s, then I get to prevent it down the road. Absolutely. And that's not to say that there's not hope for people in their 50s and beyond, because there is. Wherever you are, not only is there hope, it is real. And I really want you to break it down for us because I, I think people should get your book. I think a lot of the people I serve are in perimenopause and menopause. And so you've got to be proactive with this. But you, the way you do it, Dr. Mindy, is you break it down so simply into the steps. And I think every woman loves steps because you make it easy, right? To embrace things. And can you just take us through briefly um, what those steps are? Because I think the spins you put on things make it so easy for people Mm. to embrace this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I want to point out that if you if you're postmenopausal and you're hearing this, it's not too late. I I want to just make sure that people understand that because um, if you didn't fix it in the in your 40s, what I see with many postmenopausal women is they still have the symptoms, even though they're like years ago they had a period. That's like. Right. They still have the symptoms because they didn't learn the formula. And that's what I, why I say every woman over 40. So um, the second thing I have to tell you that uh, this is a funny story. So um, the, our, the menopause reset is now with a publisher and they're, refu- they're totally changing the book cover. And so it's, I love the new book cover. It's going to be amazing. And what I was telling them is you have to understand what goes on in a menopausal woman's brain. There is chaos. And so when you go to pick a book, you up, you need the book to feel relaxing. So to your point about the steps, 
is that <laughs> if there was ever a, a generation of women that needed simplicity, it was the meta, the woman going through the menopause journey, don't you think? Absolutely, positively. <laughs> we have to make it simple. Simple does not mean easy, but yeah. I think what you've done is you've broken it into simple steps that people can do one at a time, yeah. and there's a place for everyone. So whether you are brand new to these concepts that Dr. Mindy is going to share, like fasting and the ketogenic diet, fear not, because there is a simple starting point. And if you've been on this journey for years and years and years, and you're still not making breakthroughs, there is message and messages and hope for you too, and anywhere in between. So I just want to lay that out because you did a beautiful job addressing all of those groups in your book. Yeah. Thank you. So the five steps are, and each step, by the way, in the book, I give you steps to work into the step because I do understand that people are at different levels. So the first step is what we call building a fasting lifestyle. So um, if you're new to fasting and, you, and you're new to this concept, the human body was not meant to eat all day. And when we eat all day, we keep our insulin up. doesn't matter what we're eating. We need to go through periods where we're not eating so we can regulate insulin. So something as simple as intermittent fasting can really start to be the door in to regulating insulin. And I think we just, we just have never been taught that. I mean, I, when I, at 42, I was moving towards paleo, but I ate eight times a day. I ate all the time. I would get hangry if I didn't eat. Like I had all kinds of eating uh, challenges when it came to fasting. So that, that's step number one. The second step is really being clear that what you're eating is keeping your, your blood glucose low. So you, we know it as keto. I call it a keto variation because I think that there is an ugly side of keto for women that we have to be aware of. And that if you still have a period that at day about day 21, you need progesterone. In order to get progesterone, you're going to have to step out of keto and eat things like beans and rice and squashes and citrus fruit, tropical fruits, potatoes. These are not keto foods. These are not foods that will regulate insulin very well, (laughs) but you need them when you need to make progesterone. So that's step two. Um, step three is, again, part of my journey, I think most people do, don't realize that we have a whole microbiome in our gut that breaks estrogen down. So it's called the estrobilome, and it's, it's there to help us manage estrogen so it doesn't build and cause cancer. Now, when estrogen and progesterone work inversely, so when estrogen goes up, progesterone goes down. Now, progesterone is the, the, the hormone that makes you relaxed and feel good, which is not typically something that a menopausal woman will say she feels very often. So, in fact, I love the chapter I wrote on that one was, I'm, um, uh, I'm sorry, progesterone, forgive me for taking you for granted. Because I was like, again, I never even thought about Who progesterone knew? until Who it was knew? gone. Right? Mm-hmm. So the estrobilome, you can do this by eating things like sour, fermented foods, like sauerkrauts and kimchi and pickles. You know, there's a reason like we crave, like we typically That's crave right. pickles when we're pregnant. Like there's, there's, a, there's good foods that we can be eating to feed the estrobilome. And I talk about that. And then the fourth one is toxins. And, and I think this is a big one for autoimmune. You know, with autoimmune, you have to ask yourself, why is the body attacking itself? And we are living in the most toxic time in human history, and we have to deal with toxins more than ever. For the menopausal woman, that HPO, HPA access, 
the hypothalamus and pituitary are the part of the brain that doesn't have any protective barrier. So, you know, right now, all I've been thinking about all the smoke in the air and I'm like, all that's, it's all going in my nose, going up to mm-hmm. my H, my hypothalamus pituitary. Will this have an ultimate like effect on my hormones that I'm working so hard to, to mellow out? The other place that we see it is in toxic beauty. You know, we have all these beauty products and hair products that we're putting on our skin and that starts to damage our, the effect, our hormonal cycles. So there's a whole detox thing that we talk about. And then the last one is my favorite. And I, I, I didn't coin the phrase someday. I'm going to meet the woman who did, um, but uh, it's called rushing woman syndrome. And it truly is that after 40, we need to build in self-care. We need to build in relaxation. We need to stop the rushing um, because our bodies as women were not made to rush. And as a rushing woman, <laughs> I tell you this, <laughs> and I, I have to say that it, that was a hard concept for me because my mom taught me, you are a woman, you can do anything you want to do. That's right. And I, great, so I can raise a family, I can have a career, I can do anything I want to do. But what she forgot to say is that your body may not necessarily want you to do all of these things all the time. So you need to learn how to create more self-care and more balance in your life. So, Oh, so beautifully said. And as you're talking about this, it just occurred to me that our bodies have not evolved from an evolutionary standpoint since our ancestors, right? Yeah. A couple million years ago. Yes. You know, evolution takes time. But here's the deal. Our modern lifestyles have sped up. The convenience foods, the modern light that we live under, the Wi-Fi, the like always on internet, and it's it's endless. So we have to, as you said, this is not even optional. This is, we have to schedule the self-care. We have to make our health and well-being our number one priority, period. I mean, I don't see a way around that, but it seems to me like we are living in this mismatch with our bodies in this environment are kind of like this, you know? So enter autoimmunity, no surprise that we are facing a pandemic of autoimmunity. Um, And I I know we could talk about tons of things, but the number one, you've already mentioned it, the, the biggest autoimmune condition in the world is Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is hypothyroid. Now there's also hypothyroid, which I suffer from a conversion form of hypothyroid that's not autoimmune. So there are some, maybe 10% of people with hypothyroid don't have an autoimmune issue. But I'm wondering if you could touch on hypothyroid a little bit because there's much to this, but I really think that people are struggling with what's happening. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. So here's the thing to know about the thyroid is it's the canary in the coal mine. So if you go back and you think about the canary in the coal mine story, they put the canary down in the miners caves to let them know when the ga- the dangerous gases were building up and if the canary died, they all would come up from from the the caves, the mining areas and that was their signal. The thyroid is your canary in the coal mine. It is telling you that something is off in your body. So when this is one of my big like challenges with the way that we're teaching thyroid is that, or in the the way the medical doctors are approaching it is they want to medicate it. They want to pull it out. They want to manipulate it, but it's, it is a signal. 
it is telling you that the toxic load has reached a high capacity. Now, with any autoimmune condition, we also have a dysregulation of the immune system. So you have a hyperactive immune system in mo uh, most of the time. And so you take this high toxic load and you add in an immune system that's not well-regulated. And now you've got a body that's attacking its thyroid and it'll attack it over and over and over again. So the simple answer of the hypothyroid issue is let's bring the toxic load down. Yes. And so you do that by starting off by just looking at your toxic environment. What are you, what are you putting on your skin? Are you, what are you looking at what you're putting in your mouth? Are you eating packaged food or are you eating fresh food? Are you eating organic or non-organic? Like just start with what's coming into your body. So hair products, beauty products, cleaning products, even stuff, the mouth um, and your food. Start by, I mean, that could take you a year just to minimize how much comes in and learn That's about right. that. Then you can move into deep and there's all kinds of theories on detoxing. But let's go to this mixed up immune system. So if the gut is where the immune system is living and controlled, we go back to the five principles that I laid out in the menopause reset. Let's start fasting. Let's bring down our sugar levels. Let's look at feeding our microbiome. Let's work on not bringing toxins in and let's manage our stress. And you will manage your immunity. You will balance your immunity. So like one of my ahas in the pandemic has been like, oh my God, the whole world is immune compromised. We don't have a virus problem. We have an immune system problem. And did it, like you said, the pandemic of the autoimmune conditions, like why is the virus getting so much attention when what the last statistic I heard is 95% of the people have autoimmune problems. That's a pandemic and a problem right there. So what is it that we're all doing? You're right. We're all eating all the time. We're eating high sugared food, low fat, high sugar. We are ignoring, we're antibioticing everything. We're antibiotic meat, hand sanitizers, uh, antibiotics left and right. We have more toxins than ever before and we're more stressed out than ever. So are you surprised that right. autoimmunity is at this, yeah. this epidemic, if not pandemic level? Yeah. No. We have no to surprise. get out of like the looking for the magic mushroom. No. There's no magic mushroom. There is a magic lifestyle. That's right. And when you treat your body like a Lamborghini, like I always say, if I bought you a Lamborghini and I drove it into your driveway and I sat it there and I said, here you go, Palmer, that's free. You can have that. You know, you would be like, amazing. Oh my God, I'm going to take amazing care of it. This is incredible. I got this beautiful car. Well, that's what you're living in but just nobody ever taught you these five steps. So nobody ever taught you how to take amazing care of it. That is so beautifully said. And you make it sound like this is so simple. And it, it is, it is because the I think, body's intelligent. That's right. But I think people do take better care of, of oh, everyone yeah. else and maybe their cars. But yeah. if you're a woman, you probably are taking care of your kids first and, yeah. and your aging parents and everyone and everything else comes first. Yep. But just maybe stepping back and making time to read a book like The Menopause Reset, you know, maybe yep. starting there, see what resonates and see where you can enter. I mean, if the yep. concept of fasting is brand new, just consider doing a 12 hour fast. Stop eating at six o'clock at night, yep. you know, and don't eat until 6 yep. a.m. You can do that. that. That's easy. Yep. And then just 
step it out an hour more and just do that until that feels good, right? I mean, you yeah. offer us these entry points that make it so doable. And that's what I tried to do in the book was like, I understand like fasting is, is a tough principle if you've never done it. So I give you steps and they're like, push the first step, just push breakfast back an hour mm-hmm. or push dinner or up an hour and get comfortable there. And then, then you can do the next step. But what, what's breaking my heart is that what the world is telling you to do is making you sicker. So you're going to have to undo. It's like, if you want the result, the rest of the world is getting with their health. And by the way, 12% of Americans are metabolically fit. So meaning that their blood, they've managed their insulin. Only 12% of them know how to manage their insulin. Then just keep doing what the rest of America is doing. If you want to do something different, you can step out of the paradigm. And, and that's why I gave the five steps is start here. This is these can take you some time to figure out. So just start here. Yeah. Well, you, I love the way you talked about that. It seems to me like if we continue doing what we're doing, we are on a collision course to diabetes, metabolic syndrome, autoimmunity. And it's not just, you know, a financial problem. This is an emotional problem. This is, I mean, it doesn't just affect you it affects your family. Think about it. It affects everyone around you and in your family. And we have to stop. We have to make a change and it has to be with us. I mean, this is the opportunity is that we have to empower ourselves because chances are really good that your primary care provider, your GP is not educating you about this stuff. Yeah. But the work that Dr. Mindy has done in her books, the work that I've done with Beat Autoimmune in my communities, I mean, it is all about getting to the root causes and getting ahead of it. I mean, we all know if we're in our 30s and 40s that menopause is coming. Yeah, it's not a secret. It's It's not a secret. (laughs) It's not a secret and it doesn't have to be awful and you don't have to listen to your friends say, you know what, I just have hot flashes and I'm not going to do anything about it. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to suffer through it. It's it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and I think to the doctor point, I just and I, I your community may be a a, a little more a, a, um, woken up, perhaps because they're perhaps looking for other solutions. But here's my concern with the way we have healthcare right now: is that our doctors are surgery and medicine ex and diagnosis experts. That is what they're trained in. They are not lifestyle experts. And whenever somebody asks me in like the health world, what's your book about? I'm like, it's a lifestyle book. It is about lifestyle. I don't care. I did not want to, I did not want to create a book where I'm like, here's your magic supplement. Just like I don't want, here's your magic medicine there. We need to start looking at the solution being lifestyle. And if we turn to lifestyle, then we can put little tricks in here and there, but we have to have a basis of a good lifestyle. Yeah. And you have a quote in your book, and I'm I'm not remembering it exactly, but it's it's about you know we keep looking for the hero outside of us for somebody to come and save us. Like you you go to your doctor because they know more than you do. Well, the fact is they may not. They were not trained in this. They are acute care providers, and in order to heal from these gray area conditions, and I call them conditions because it's conditional based on how you live that you need to find a different type of provider like Dr. Mindy, like me, functional medicine, naturopath, DO, yep. DC. I, this is, these are the titles of people that can actually uncover 
help you uncover your root causes. But guess what? That hero that you've been looking for, you better start looking in the mirror. Yes. Oh God, that's so, so well said. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you, nobody ever taught you how powerful you are. So you've given your health power away because what society taught you is that if that person went to Harvard and, and, and put on a white coat and a stethoscope around their neck, that they're more, they know more than you. And what I'm here to do is to give you the power back. And I know you're in that same boat is like, believe in yourself again. And I promise you, when you believe in yourself, when you understand just how incredible your body was built to be, you'll never want to give your power away again. And that's why like things you're doing are are incredible because it's, you know, you can look at a 45 year old woman and she could say, well, I haven't studied all the health stuff that you two have studied. Uh, Fair, but you're living in an intelligent body that wants to work for you. And every single day you get up, that intelligent body wants to heal you. It wants to give you energy. It wants you to lose weight. It wants you to be happy. It, everything about it is lined up for your happiness right. and success. You just weren't given the manual. And now no. we can, you know, things you're doing, your book, my book, we can give you the manual now. That's right. And take some work. But once you get it locked in, You'll never give your power away. I literally have chills head to toe. That is, uh, it's such an empowering message. And I, I really don't have anything to say on top of that. But uh, honestly, it's, um, this is an opportunity. This is as, you know, we, we could go in any kind of direction, but really it's an opportunity. And if you're stuck some point, just ask questions. Yep. There are communities, Dr. Mindy's community, Resetter Collaborative, go yep. there, right? Yep. Yeah, free community. Yep. You know, yep. go there, ask questions, keep at, don't settle for you have a yes. deficiency in an SSRI. Don't yes. settle for just here's another medication because we know that medications trigger autoimmune conditions. I, I'm getting more and more passionate about this the more I do it. You should. honestly, it's, Like, when does it become, oh, yeah, they're just not educated in this to this is egregious that you're not learning this, right? I mean, there's a point where, like, how is it that, you know, somebody who was in business sales and marketing for, you know, a career had to study this on my own? You had to study it on your own. Right, right, right. Right. Well, like the, the whole adrenal ovary issue, I was sitting in a, in a seminar. This was like the last piece I put together of my menopause puzzle. And this naturopathic doctor got up there and talked about how the, the handoff, and here I am at that point, I was like 48 and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm 48 years old. I've been through uh, you know, how many years of school I've sat in so many seminars. I've, I've learned from so many experts and I have never been taught that my adrenals are now in charge and my ovaries are done. Why, and that's to your point. It's like, why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we giving the individual power? Why aren't we ex- like doing everything we can to stay off of medications? And, the, and I understand it's profitable to keep us on medications and everything in our country is done by profit. But it, when you get a diagnosis and you come up against a symptom you can't c- overcome, Ask yourself why. Why can't my body, what is, why is my body not healing right now? If I'm in such an intelligent body, why is it not healing right now? And if you keep asking why and why and why, you will eventually get to the root cause of your issue. 
I, I love it. That is such a great question. It is the big question. Why? So this has been fantastic. And I just wonder if there's anything else that you feel like you'd like to convey any big message that you didn't get a chance to express. Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, you know, I just, my big message to the world is don't give up on yourself. You know, that idea that you are your own hero and you have more power than you've been taught. So in when you hit a place of where you don't feel powerful, keep reminding yourself. And the way that, that I know the universe to work, the way that I know law of attraction and those kind of studies to work is that the minute you... Uh, you step into the uh, the um, the uh, moment that you can think. Okay, give me the answer. What's the word I'm looking for? Like what? Uh, you step into this place where you're like, give me the answer. The answer will appear. Yes. But when we end up taking medication and accepting diagnoses and and believing limited beliefs about our health, we stay in that paradigm. But the minute you say, I'm not going to stay in that paradigm. I'm going to ask different questions. I'm going to find different solutions. I promise you, as daunting of a task as that can be, the solutions will appear. Love it. I couldn't have said it any better. Dr. Mindy, it is such an honor to know you and to be on this journey with you and serving this large community together. I'm just really, really grateful for you. Yeah, thank you. Grateful for you. And please keep speaking out on autoimmunity. Um, I mean, there's so much more we could have said about that, but the world needs to hear it now more than ever. Uh, If we do not wake up as a human race right now uh, and we proceed in the direction that we're trying to proceed with uh, going after this virus, we are going to, we are going to create more autoimmune problems. Well, with that, that you've just invited yourself back. So more to be, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> definitely more to discuss. Yeah. I really love this and I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends and family. And if you feel inspired, please leave a quick review so other people can find it too. Now, if you want to beat autoimmune and thrive, make sure you sign up for my free video training at freeautoimmunetraining.com. That's freeautoimmunetraining.com and watch the first video right away. Take good care. Bye for now.